In 1894, a group of Baltimore wheelmen formed an association called the Thirteen Cyclers, hoping to explore as much new territory as possible, given the topography of the surrounding countryside and the time at members' disposal. The group's travels are recorded in two small, handwritten volumes titled Route Book and Book of Runs. Together, they are an archive that revels in discovery, and one noticeably different from the records of many other bicycle clubs, because the entries contain few references to social activities or reports of racing. Charles Rhodes served as captain, and his year-ending missive, written shortly before the club's anniversary ride in April 1895, became a proclamation of the club's founding purpose. Noting that they had covered much ground that had been little known to the cycling fraternity during the preceding year, Rhodes outlined his ambitious objectives for the coming year. An itinerary that stretched across most of Maryland and steered toward locations in Pennsylvania, reaching as far as Steelton and Gettysburg. Rhodes observed that the greatest difficulty for touring in new districts was to find suitable points to obtain meals but on more than one occasion the group also had trouble finding its way, venturing along cow paths of dubious outcome, into thick woods, across fields of high weeds, or through deep pockets of sand. Although some narratives capture the appeal of special outings, for instance a moonlight ride of the old kind to Ridgeville, or point to notable land features, such as a windmill-like signal for a ferry crossing on the little Choptank River, with red blades for passengers and white for teams. The books are most valuable as unadorned impressions of travel by bicycle during the late nineteenth century, best read with a willingness to tarry if one hopes to imagine those journeys. Possessing a heightened awareness of their surroundings and stirred by the compositional elements inherent in those landscapes, these Baltimore wheelmen had become discerning landseers. As commonly used, the word seer describes a person or mystic who is gifted with profound spiritual insight or one for whom divine revelations are made known through visions. However, a few notable writers have altered the word spelling to seer, with an additional e with umlaut before the r, in order to avoid the customary interpretations. Instead, they have used the term to apply to persons whose sense of sight is penetrating and to employ that capacity to achieve understanding, whether through contemplation or imagination. For example, while discussing the romantic writing of Sir Walter Scott, Robert Louis Stevenson described Scott as a great daydreamer, a seer of fit and beautiful and humorous visions. The word landseer is particularly apt for late 19th century bicyclists who, having mastered a newly engineered means of independence, awaken to their environs with a sense of anticipation and are able to observe those settings from a fresh perspective. Often, bicycle landseers travel close to home, suggesting that the word's meaning should encompass not only exotic travel experiences, but also a newly found familiarity with the nearby unknown, where much has been overlooked. Charles Pratt, one of the founding members of the League of American Wheelmen, LAW, in 1880, and a frequent contributor to cycling's touring literature, reminded his readers that, although distance lends enchantment, true enchantments are not all distant. 
Ten to one, you, reader, unless you be a wheelman, do not know your own county. As landseers, bicyclists observe what others are unable to see, but the explanation is hardly mystical. In his thoughtful little book, titled Outside Lies Magic,